Hello, everybody. Hey, how are you guys? Let me grab this camera here real quick. It's Lori Haywood, Mains. Oh, sorry about that. My camera slipped. We'll adjust that on the, uh, the video later. Hey, thanks for joining. Gosh, I haven't been here in it's been a few weeks. Um, let me introduce myself, Lori Haywood Mains. Lori Haywood-Mains.com is the ministry website. And um, I've published a book, and I have one coming out this year as well. Um, I should say 2018. It should have been published by now. It's your choice. You can get this on, uh, at Barnes & Nobles, or you can go on Amazon, or you can even contact me. Um, I'm a Bible teacher, and I do teach the Word. Uh, it was Monday through Friday, but uh, the Lord has been taking me into some studies, so I haven't been able to do Monday through Friday. But when I'm done with those studies, I come on. So um, I encourage you to follow me. You'll also see um, a donate uh, button there. Uh, please feel free to donate. My husband and I are starting up a uh, reach out ministry into our city of Battle Creek. Um, we're renovating a building and we're creating this space for a uh, community center and for nonprofit organizations and for the city um, and also to reach out to um, widows, uh, the poor, uh, children, and we have all kinds of programs that we're going to be running out there. So we're a reach out uh, ministry as well here. So. Um, if you do give that 100% of that goes into that project and uh, I encourage you to do so because the blessing of the Lord will definitely uh, come upon you and in your giving as well. And uh, so I was uh, off and running in September and October and November seemed to be uh, almost like my summer months of vacation. I was pretty uh, uh, cool in the summer. I was kind of hanging around and everything was uh, really quite relaxing for me. But come the fall, I just had a ton of things going on, which was all good. But um, I wasn't able to um, come out here as well. So I am back and I'm looking forward to coming to you and sharing with you what I know on the believer's authority. Um, I've been saved since 1987, and uh, I've accumulated a uh, whole lot of uh, experience, uh, knowledge in the Word of God, uh, relationship with the Holy Spirit. And so what I have to give you is um, authentic. Um, I may misspeak. I may say something, um, you know, the way I look at it is if you go to a dentist and he makes a mistake, where's the mistake going to take place? It's going to take place on your teeth, right? If you go to the doctor, where is he going to make a mistake? He's going to make a mistake in your body. So when you're listening to people teach the word and they make a mistake, what is the mistake going to be? It's going to be what they say. So give me grace if I say something that's not 100%. Um, then feel free to contact me, lauriehaywood-mains.com. You can reach me there. Um, you can reach me by email, lauriehaywood40 at gmail.com. And, um, and you can bring it to my attention there. Um, I don't have anybody sitting next to me to say, oh, that's not right what you just said. So when you're sitting here by yourself presenting the word, you know, you can misspeak. So I just wanted to get that out. Um, also, um, 
if you want to receive the Lord Jesus Christ, I always uh, give a salvation message at the end of this broadcast. And this broadcast today is not going to go any longer than 30 minutes, if that. So what I am doing right now is I am introducing um, the subject at hand uh, that I live and love, and that is um, the believer's authority. But in order to get to the actual core of that, we have to back up and we have to uh, look into um, what happened in the beginning. And um, with that, we're going to open up in Genesis. And um, again, I pray before I come on, I study, I read, uh, I do all the things that I should do so that um, the teacher is here at hand teaching through me. Um, so what we're going to talk about right now, to get to the core of the authorities of the believers, we, we have to know what happened. I mean, why, you know, basically, what is all this about, believers, uh, believers' authority? Well, in the beginning, we're going to talk about, very briefly today, to get it started, is we're going to talk about the fall of mankind. Uh, for some of you, this is the first time that you've heard anything like this, so I want to be sure and go back and start from the fall of mankind so that I'm not just jumping right in the middle of this um, massive topic of um, identity um, and uh, you don't really know what I'm talking about. So again, I'm just going to stop here for a second. I'm going to give the table to the Holy Spirit just for a moment, just to recapture this broadcast and that um, we honor him. So, Father, we just thank you, excuse me, in the name of Jesus, Lord, that um, you, what you want said today comes out in a most powerful way to minister to the people that you've brought to this window and that you would have your way in their life which i know is salvation deliverance healing and wisdom knowledge understanding insight revelation and discernment for them and me and we thank you and we give you all honor in the name of jesus Okay, so with that, what we're going to just be briefly talking about is we're going to be looking into Genesis 2, uh, 15 through 17, Genesis 3, 1 through 7, and we're going to look at Genesis 3, 17 through 24 for today. Uh, so let me just start with Genesis. I'm in the uh, King James Version. You can, you can pretty much look at these in any version, um, but I got hooked on the King James years ago, but I do use other versions to back it up and, and to dig a little deeper, but most of the time that's what I use. Uh, what happened? The fall of mankind. So what the heck happened? Well, okay, so in the, in the beginning of Genesis um, verse 1 and 2, I can't get into this at, at this time, but in between verses 1 and 2, what's actually happened um, was there is a, um, at that time, there was another, how do I want to say this? Um, there was another rule and reign going on on the earth at that time. And that all folded up. And um, then in the Bible, we actually pick up in verse 3. 
where it says, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. And let there actually, um, let there be, let there actually is a word of permission and not creation. So what I'm trying to get at, which I can't get into now, is that the, the, the earth had already been created at one time and, and was under, um, I can't even get into that portion of it, but what's happening now in verse three is God has come back and he is now, um, if you will, waking up his, his earth. And in verse three, it says, and God said, let there be light. And there was light. And he proceeded on into verse four. He saw the light. It was good. And then in verse five, he called the light day and the darkness he called night. And then in verse seven, he made the firmament, which is the heaven above us. And, um, and then he started naming, um, he called the firmament heaven and the evening and the morning were the second day. So it, it, uh, we're not going to get into this in detail, but so he goes on to what I say, he's waking back up his earth, he's thawing it out, and he comes all the way around onto um, chapter 1, verse 26, where he says, let us make man in our image. Okay, now here's the introduction to um, man. And uh, excuse me for doing that to you guys. Um, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. So they were one person. And God blessed them, and he said, be fruitful, multiply, and keyword, replenish. That goes back to what I was discussing a moment ago in the beginning of time, where God was saying, let there be, meaning that is a word of permission, uh, not creation. And he did not say, let man fill the earth. He said, let man replenish. So at one time, there was, um, there was a... Uh, creation here if you will so he says replenish the earth subdue it have dominion over the fish of the sea the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moves upon the, the earth and god said and then he goes on and he's talking about um uh the what god put in the earth for seed and um so the point there what i want to focus this on is uh right now is um verse 26 so God made man. There it is. He did make man. And he made man in his image and with his likeness. And let them have, here's what here's the key word that we want to focus on and never ever forget. Is he gave them dominion over everything. So man in the beginning was the most powerful, intelligent creation uh, in the earth, uh, and actually still is. They just don't know it. Um, so man was given everything. He had all power. He had dominion. He had um, the earth was given to him to take care of every seed uh, bearing fruit was given to him 
Um, he named the cattle. He named the fish. He, he was in total dominion. Man had everything. He was clothed in the glory of God. The glory of God, his being, was clothed in the glory of God. Keep that in mind. And uh, so with that, what we're going to talk about is in um, Genesis 2.15, um, we're going to bounce over to after God created everything and, and he put Adam in charge of everything. In Genesis 2.15, the Lord God took the man and he put him in the Garden of Eden to dress and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat of it. For in the day that you eat, there you shall surely die. So Adam was told at that time that he could have everything. and But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, he should not eat of it. Because if he eats of that tree, then he's going to die. So what I want to focus on there just for a moment is he gave um, Adam the command. Um, but Eve was actually the one who, and we're going to look into that further, who uh, Satan uh, challenged in the garden of what God's command was. So one of my points here is that um, Eve was not told directly from the Lord that we know of to not eat of that tree. So Adam's responsibility at that time was to convey this very strong, obviously, message to Eve. It was Adam's responsibility to tell Eve what God had said. Eve was not in the picture at that time, so it was Adam's 100% responsibility to guard, convey adamantly what was not to be uh, digested um, or taken um, from that tree. So then in Genesis 3, 1 through 7, it says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yeah, has God said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the tree of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said you shall not eat of it, neither shall touch it, lest you die. Well, God never said that about touching it. Not that you should, but that's actually not what was said. So, you know how you tell someone a story and then they take that conversation and they pass that story on and, and it gets twisted just a little bit? I believe that's what happened here is, you know, you take a story and you, and you share it with someone else and, and you put in your thoughts or your ideas or maybe a little twist of, yeah, it sounds a little better if I say it like this. So there were some things changed from the time that Adam um, gave the message to Eve and then Eve turned around and responded to Satan with not 100% of what God actually said to Adam. These are all things that we still do today as people. We can learn a whole lot from Adam and Eve. Um, 
So then the woman said, oh, I read that part. Um, and the serpent said, you shall not surely die. And, uh, and for God knows that in the day you eat, then your eyes shall be opened and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit and she ate and she gave to her husband with her and he did eat. And then both of them, both of their eyes were opened and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. Wow, there's a lot happening there. So, first of all, I, you know, I find it fascinating that uh, Satan went to the woman and um, talked to her rather than um, Adam. And uh, so, I find that just absolutely fascinating. Second of all, um, I mean, why didn't he, you know, go to Adam? Why didn't he talk to Adam about this situation? Uh, so, because see, he's, he knows what he's doing. He's very, very, very good at what he does. Um, so, uh, let's see. What do I want to focus on here? Um, let me see here for a second. Oh, okay. So, when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, when she saw, so see, she, that word meaning she saw that it was good for food. What, what that's actually saying is, is she allowed herself to see something that um, in her mind she was seeing it. You know, how you see something, somebody's explained something and you're like, oh, I see. I see what they're saying. So it wasn't actually she saw with her physical eyes. She was seeing with this part of her being her her um her soul her mind will and emotions and it says and and the woman saw the woman saw ha huh? revelation the woman saw that the tree was good for food now she had a lot of other food around her so what what i believe and what i see in that is that she allowed her mind at this point to be uh, drawn away from the Lord just a hair and that's how dangerous it is when we entertain stuff like that as when we just we pull away just a hair it opens up a massive door for the enemy to possibly come into and take steal kill and destroy from us so it says that she saw she saw that the tree was good for food well she already opened up the door right there to be honest uh let's backtrack to um now this uh, i gotta even i gotta interrupt myself to go back because i just said something that reminded me um when the serpent came and started talking to eve and the and the woman turned around and uh she said unto the serpent we may eat of the tree we're back up in verse um chapter three verse two um when she answered um the serpent right there is where she opened up the door that was the massive door to, uh, for the enemy to come in and now uh, he was stealing he was killing and he was destroying see satan just doesn't just come in to steal he doesn't just come in to kill he doesn't he, he's not of that nature we we get it all wrong with satan satan is here to kill 
or is it steal, kill, and destroy? All three of them. And what he's after is everything down to your seed, to your name, to just anything that you possibly could leave as a legacy in this earth. Um, he wants to he wants to evaporate it. He wants it to poof. You're gone. I know some families that this has happened to. Um, and I'm sorry to say that it was very bad scenes and they were and mostly um, families that were um, heavily involved in um, um, ungodly things that um, were passed down and they, there wasn't any salvation. And, and at that time, I was uh, too young to be able to reach out to them. But I look back now and I see that even the name was just up in smoke and there's no there isn't anybody there is no inheritance there is no name there is no seed so that's what satan is after so when when eve turned around and she answered him in the garden is when she actually opened up the door because she engaged she engaged in conversation with a powerful fallen angel this 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 spirit being this Satan who was Lucifer, he was powerful and wise and intelligent. And when she chose to have a conversation with him, now I'm not saying she was trying to engage in trouble, but what I'm saying is just because she opened up that door for conversation with this enemy, he came in and he stole, he killed, and he destroyed everything from Adam and Eve. That's where it started. So let's move back down to, um, let's move back down to um, when the woman saw the tree was good for food. Now we see she, she allowed, first she opened up the door in conversation, and then Satan was able to inject conversation into her mind. And um, now she saw the tree was good for food. Again, she saw it up here when someone tells you, something you don't know and you're like oh i see it i understand she saw it okay so now there's step number two she saw it and uh she saw that it was pleasant to the eyes and and she said and it's a tree to be desired okay so satan the word desired there is used in the bible um satan fell because of desire uh he was his name was lucifer son of the morning um wise powerful again we'll talk about him another day but he held two offices that i know of and i don't believe any other angel held two offices uh for god and um he actually satan was had a throne um almost if you will in the heaven above us uh the ferment above that and his his one of his Satan's um, callings, if you will, was um, he took the word of God from God. God would send the word down to the people. This is before Adam and Eve. And he would send the word to through um, Lucifer, the son of the morning, at this time a good being, and he would deliver it to the people. And then the people would praise God, and Satan would take what? the praises of the people and give them back to God. So now we know why 
but Satan wants praise. See, he was the one that um, changed all that. So what Satan did is he, his desire changed. He, he became desirous for God's throne. He wanted, now he was no longer, uh, he was no longer satisfied in his place that God had created him to be the most beautiful, the most wisest, um, and son of the morning. And he had an anointing, uh, and, um, uh, over, uh, music, uh, inspiration. He had, uh, power, uh, to influence. And, um, so what Satan did was he became jealous, envious, but most of all, he, he became desirous. He desired God's seat. So he looked up at God and said, no, I think I want his seat. He became so, he pride got in and he came, became so boastful and full of himself that he actually thought that he could um, take God's throne. Um, so what he did at that time is he took a third of the angels that were his and for the, his purpose. And he communicated with them and the creatures on the earth to rise up and take God's throne. But with that, they did lose. But with that, what Satan did was he took, when God would send the word of God to the people, and then the people would send the praises back to God, what Satan did was he didn't, he stopped delivering it that way and he twisted it. So he took God's word and twisted it to the people and then he took the praises from the people and he kept them for himself so that's where we got that wicked from that twisted that's what wicked is is twist satan twisted god's word he no longer delivered it to the people the way he should have been and that's what he's doing today lying to the people especially the believers taking god's word and what twisting it and that's what he did when he lost his throne so he rose up against god with a third of the angels and the creatures of the earth at that time and they lost and and they were thrown out of heaven into eternal damnation and and so now i'm giving you a whole lot of information in a short amount of time um and um so what i'm saying here is in verse uh, six, when the women saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eye and a tree to be desired, a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit and did eat and gave also to her husband. So just as Satan fell through desire, he comes along with the same lies that he put allowed himself to believe about himself and he took all that and now he was spoon feeding it into um, Eve's mouth uh, in the garden that day so she saw the tree was to be what desired desire came for what for Eve she had everything she was the most beautiful powerful creature created by God everything was under her feet she was talking to a fallen angel that had nothing and um so she allowed 
Satan to come into her garden, into her mind, and talk with her and speak with her. And then she allowed a ungodly desire to burn within her, desiring what? A tree to make her wise. And she, she, and she took it. So, through that, the Word of God says that, well, we're going to back up, that um, when, she, and we'll cover this a little bit uh, later, when, um, when they were uh, caught um, and they realized that they had fallen, um, God said, now your desire will be to your husband. And that's why that is there is because she allowed desire, an ungodly desire, to enter her heart. And uh, and then it, I believe it's in the book of Proverbs, it says that God will give you the desires of your heart. That's why that is there, because God is the one that gives us the desires. And when he gives us the desires, they will not harm us. Again, remember, he created uh, Adam, he brought Eve out from uh, Adam, or the woman out from Adam, and he gave them everything, all dominion, the earth, the fish, the, all of it. Everything that was in the earth was under their feet. So that was his desire. That's a godly desire. So in the book of Proverbs, it says, uh, the Lord will give you the desires of your heart. This is what it's talking about. Uh, and so when we desire things outside of that all we're doing is we're entertaining the enemy that comes to speak in our mind and he's planning ungodly desires here why why is he doing that to steal kill and destroy you your mama your papa your brother your sister your children everything you have your name your job your health everything and annihilate it. That's why he wants to plant desire in you. And that's why you don't want to ever answer him. So what happened now, we're going to cut out here in about 10 more minutes. Um, in Genesis, okay, so now their eyes are open. They realize, they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. Now, they knew they were naked, meaning... <laughs> the glory of God that was on them when God created them and put, put uh, Adam in the Garden of Eden um, to dress it, uh, they were covered with the glory. Well, the glory had departed. The presence of God was not on them anymore. From that moment, they spiritually died. They were dead to God. They were dead. The glory is gone. The covering is gone. The anointing is gone. It is no longer on them or in them. There's a great separation that happened at right at that moment. What happened that day was the great exchange. The great exchange took place that day. Man who was, had the glory of God upon him, had everything for eternity, forever and ever 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 and ever. 
what he did was he turned this great being, massive, godly Adam, the creation of Almighty God, the friend of God, had everything, walked with God, talked with God, turned away from his relationship with God, and he looked at a fallen angel, and he bowed to him and said, I want more. And when he did that, the great exchange took place. The man of God has now lost the glory, the presence of Almighty God, and he has stepped back in the position of the fallen angel. And now the fallen angel deceived and tricked Eve, and now he has taken the fallen angel that had nothing, has now taken the place of Adam and he has his mantle and he has his authority and he has all his power and now all this this whole world that was given to Adam has been now given to the fallen angel the great exchange today and from that time on Satan has been moving as fast as he can through this earth to deceive mankind just as he did when he sat on his throne before and he took the word of God to the people and when he got pride and desire in his heart he twisted it and changed it to man and now he's doing the same thing and that is what happened that is why man fell, is because he turned away, he turned, in essence, his back on his God, his, his relationship, his, his everything, and he turned his back on him, and he bowed to a fallen angel and gave it, and gave it all away. Satan didn't have him behind the back twisting his arm he gave it over to him by what by first of all by allowing Satan to communicate to Eve period so this is where we're going to get into the authority of the bleeder how severe how severe it is when oh geez I'm so sorry you guys when it uh, it's so severe to entertain the wrong kind of thoughts from the enemy. He's still out there today, guys. But the believers that know their authority and know who they are, he is not taking them for a ride and deceiving them, which is me as well. But these are my choice, the choices I make to learn and grow and dominate what my father has given me freely and learn how to use my weapons to move and navigate through this earth and to take everything I can and give it to God so that when I leave this earth I have something to present to him and with a clean heart. These are 
my goals, what I'm working on and becoming. So let me just check a couple notes. We're all done for today. Uh, and I hope that came out well. Um, sometimes my cameras uh, don't behave. I'm not like sitting here and moving, you know, cameras from, uh, you know, Fox News or something. No, it's just, uh, uh, let me look here. So I just want to make sure I covered everything. And I'm just looking at a couple of my notes here. Yeah. Um, so in the end, God uh, drove out the man and he placed him at the east of the Garden of Eden. Cherubims and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. See, God had to drive the man out of the garden. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. Um, Genesis 3, 8 says that they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves. This is after they ate the fruit of the garden. And um, it says um, they hid themselves from what? From the presence of the Lord. See, now because the glory is gone, they had the relationship was gone. Now they were hiding from the presence of God. Um, and that's that's a sad day. Um, and then um, we're going to go into, um, yeah, here we go, Genesis 3.22. And the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become as one of us to know good and evil. And now for the fear that he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore, the Lord God sent him forth from the Garden of Eden to till the ground from whence it was taken. So he drove out the man and he placed the placed at the east of the Garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword, which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. So God had to. He was forced to. Uh, kick uh, Adam out of the garden, uh, away from the tree of life, and um, put his cherubims in front of it with flaming swords, and uh, to keep um, man from finding that pathway, because if they touched from the tree of life, then uh, man would be damned for all eternity, uh, and um, God was protecting man. He wasn't, uh, you know, it appeared to be punishment, but that really wasn't punishment. He was protecting man because he already knew what he was going to do. He was going to redeem his man through Jesus Christ. So that was actually a protection uh, for mankind so that he could redeem them. There's, there's so much going on here, but that's it for today. We just talked about, and I I really hope this came out uh, well. It seemed like I took off a little slow. Forgive me if I did. Um, but um, that is the beginning of the authority of the believer. So <laughs> thank you for joining. And for those who want to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, just lift up your hands, close your eyes, and pray this prayer with me. Father God, in Jesus' name, I ask you to come into my heart and be the Lord of my life. I give it all to you, Lord. Help me with everything. Help me with all addictions and help me with um, um, depression and oppression and, and sickness and disease and finances and poverty. And I give it all to you, Lord. I can't carry this weight. And I want you to come into my life and be my Savior. Guide me through this life. And let me become who you've called me to be. And use me in a mighty way. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer and I said a little too fast, it's okay. Whatever way you pray to your God, he's going to respond. He's so excited that you said that prayer. 
I encourage you to get a hold of me, lauriehaywood-mains.com, or find a born-again, spirit-filled friend, a family member, and get into a born-again, spirit-filled church where you can get the food, the bread of life, the word of God, get into a good church, and um, I will be back tomorrow. And no weapon formed against you shall prosper. God bless. Thanks so much. It was so good to see you and to be back. Love you. Bye.